Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the official Warlord Games podcast. And this week, we have something very cool to talk about. Recently, and John Stoller did talk about this earlier this year when he spoiled a lot of the cool releases that are coming out. But Warlord put out a new plastic armored transport kit for the Germans. The SDKFZ 250-1. Now, that is different from the Hanomag, which is the much larger full-sized half-track that the Germans used throughout World War II. And today, we are going to discuss the 250, which is the smaller brother, so to speak, of the half-track, and how it works on the bolt-action tabletop. And we're going to discuss a few different ways that you could build an army around one slash use them on the tabletop. Now, joining me today is a man who has flown down for many events down in Melbourne, Australia, has played all around the country of Australia, and recently, as in in the last year, has been using these half-tracks tons in his German uh, recon platoon. Of course, I'm talking about Michael Kalers, the winner of this year's Eastern Front Best-Themed Army with his German reconnaissance platoon, and of course, he had four SDKFZ 250s in it. Michael, welcome back to the Warlord cast. You were on, God, a couple of years ago. It's good to have you back. Hey, Brad. Yeah, it's yeah, it's good to good to chat again. Thanks for having me on. No worries, man. Now, you love the SDKFZ 250 slash one. You have, I mean, obviously, you've been running four of them in a lot of the armies that you've been running successfully for over the last year, right? Yeah, uh, so for the past year, I've sort of focused on this 250 half-track. I think in the last year, I've painted up 10 different variants of um, armoured car and, and tank variants and transport variants. So I've uh, definitely had my fill of these half-tracks. <laughs> yeah, man. Now, we'll talk about the new Warlord kit in a minute, but let's talk about the 250 in general. I always think of the 250 being a late-war vehicle, but it isn't. I'm always thinking of the quote-unquote new version of it, which was a simplified version of the half-track that was put in that had much fewer armor plates on it, had simplified armored slits for vision, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But that was the late war version. These things, though they were designed, what, 1939? I, I believe they went into service around 1941, but they were sort of a smaller reconnaissance and headquarter unit vehicle that the Germans were utilizing as part of their Panzer Grenadier forces. Am I getting that right? That's right, yeah. So they sort of came onto the onto the scene to replace some of the wheeled reconnaissance vehicles that, that the German army was, was using that they were finding were getting stuck and, you know, bogged down, particularly in the muds of the Eastern Front. So, right. yeah, having the half-track arrangement, you know, obviously gives them that better grip on the ground, better sort of spreads their weight across the mud. And so that's what they were used for. Yeah, these vehicles carried far fewer men in them. There was a driver and a co-driver, and they had the pinnel mount MG34 on the front um, with a shielded gun cover. And then, of course, there was another one that could be mounted on the rear and used for anti-air service. Yeah, so similar in in layout really to the um to the longer two five one slash one that you just mentioned, but obviously, yeah, it just holds fewer people. I have a lot of experience running highly mobile German units on the tabletop. I've run a lot of themed DAC armies, for example, over the years. But your experience running the armored reconnaissance platoon out of the Fortress Budapest book 
is very different than my experiences using the DAC. And I thought it might make for an interesting discussion point, us talking about different ways to use transports in German armies in bolt action. And perhaps those listening, uh, if they don't play Germans, they could either get something out of it on how to counter these vehicles, or they might uh, be inspired to pick up Germans, or they might glean something that they can use in their own army list. So, Michael, let's start by talking about your theme, though. Why did you choose the armored reconnaissance platoons from page 138 of the Fortress Budapest book? Yeah, so the reason I was sort of drawn towards this selector, it's just got a, like a few uh, interesting rules that just give um, a list made using this selector a bit more teeth on the tabletop, and it okay. sort of presents a way that you can use these half tracks in a way that makes for a bit more of an of an interesting game experience to what you normally might have using, you know, trying to use these light armored half tracks. And it gives your list a, a lot of flavor too. It makes the army look and play differently from a lot of other German lists that are out there. Yeah, so so the list is actually based around the Panzer Reconnaissance Reinforced Platoon. And in German, that's known as the Aufklärungsabteilung, which are the um, eyes and ears of the Panzer divisions. So they're sort of, you know, as the lecture description says, they're first onto the field and they would operate ahead of the main force to gather intelligence on what enemy formations awaited them. So what this, this list has, it doesn't have a huge amount of infantry and vehicle selections, but what you do have, you know, sort of makes it in, uh, into a very themed list. And then on top of that, there's those special selector rules, which I'll talk about in, in, a, in a second. What these guys did was they didn't necessarily scout ahead always necessarily, but they would be the pincer that would shoot in to an area that was deemed to be weak, and they had the firepower then to get in quickly and then dominate a particular area until more support could come. Yeah, so their main objective was always just to scout and sort of look around, but then they also had that firepower to sort of back themselves up, you know, when they did encounter a strong enemy presence. Just to go through through the selector and, and what, the, what the unit options you can take are. So it's got your typical choice of a first or second lieutenant, and then a mandatory two Panzer Grenadier squads, mm -hmm. noting these are Panzer Grenadiers, not your normal Grenadiers. So... The difference between those two is that Panzer Grenadiers cost uh, an extra point, and mm -hmm. in, in and in return for that, you get a rule called motorized infantry, which means they can re-roll failed order tests to mount or dismount transports. Now, it's important to note that that means that they can re-roll that test to advance and to run. So it's not just to dismount, it's effectively to shoot sometimes as well. Yeah, so that can really come in handy, you know, like because these half tracks are open topped, they are armor seven. So if they get shot at by small arms, they won't be destroyed. But as you as you're driving up towards the objective, you can sort of take a lot of pins on the way. And so having that option to roll any any failed order test again sort of gives you that much more, I guess, security in using these mounted infantry. So those are your mandatory options. You've then got an option to take a captain or major, medic team, uh, and a forward observer, either artillery or air. And then for your for your infantry selection, so this is quite quite limited really. There's only it two is. options for infantry squads. So so zero to five squads of either Panzergrenadiers or uh, uh, Kradschutzen squads. So Kradschutzen are motorbike troops, so you mm -hmm. can take them regular. And then I think you pay plus five points per man to uh, to give them a motorbike, which mm -hmm. just makes them a lot more mobile. And then you've got uh, you can have zero to one MMG teams, zero to one mortar team, medium or heavy sniper team, and anti tank team um, being a Panzer Shrek. 
Um, and that's all of your infantry choices. So obviously, Panzer Grenadiers are going to make up the bulk of your force using this this selector. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's worth noting they can come as regular or or veteran. And for reasons which I'll talk about in a second, you're normally better off taking them veteran, especially if they're going into these five-man half-tracks. Yeah, exactly. And it is also important to notice that there are no artillery slots for this. You no. you cannot take an AT gun, you cannot take a howitzer, unless it is vehicle-mounted. Because one of the selector special rules is that all infantry of, of all kinds must be mounted somehow. And the list of vehicles... Uh, that you can take in this platoon is fairly extensive, but all tend to be lighter on the armor side in general. Um, you're not seeing any of the big cats in here, but you're also seeing a lot of fast vehicles. Yeah, that's right. So now we get to the vehicle slots. So you have zero to two armored car slots. So, mm-hmm. you know, normally with these lists, it's it's zero to one armored cars. So you can see the, the sort of theme there where it's leaning towards that more light, fast armored vehicles. Mm-hmm. So you've got um, options to take Recce vehicles from the SDK have said 231 heavy armored car being the 8 rad. You can take the 250 slash 9 half track, which is the, the 250 variant with the light auto cannon mm-hmm. um, turret mounted on top, which, by the way, is also a closed top vehicle, yes. um, which is great because then, you, you know, you're not taking pins from small arms, even though it's armor 7. Which makes it the almost better version of the triple two because oftentimes the triple two is one of my favorite german vehicles to run i love zipping it around and firing the autocannon at places but this is slightly slower because it's half tracked but the half track rule allows it to drive over um, more hazardous terrain uh, making it more versatile on some tabletops but also this is closed top so it is far more reliable because it's not open-topped, rifles uh, and light weapons like submachine guns just can't add pins to the vehicle, which is important when you're relying on vehicles like that to zip around and put pins on things and to um, get into positions and still be able to do what they need to do. Yeah, so you know, most of these, like you're obviously going to have a lot of transports in this list. Um, and they're all um, uh, open-topped or armor six, so you know they all take pins from small arms. So it's always good to have something on on the table that's not too expensive that mm-hmm. you can drive up to infantry and sort of try and hold them down while your transports um, can advance up. And and so that's also got the uh, the recce rule, which is always handy. It is. But we also have the larger SDKFZ two fifty one slash twenty three half track. We have the old Panzer two Lush, the Kubelwagen, the Schwimmwagen. But those are the Kubelwagen and the Schwimmwagen must have the medium machine gun upgrade. And yep. this platoon selector gives you the option you may give the Kubelwagen, the Schwimmwagen, and the 250 all recce for 10 points. Yeah, so, so that's one of the really cool uh, selector special rules for this selector, which is, uh, so it's called Reconnaissance Platoon. So mm-hmm. it's the Alpha Klang Strippen are, are experts in their craft. Any SDK 251 half-track, Kubelwagen and Schwimmwagen transport vehicles in the platoon may gain the Recce special rule for plus 10 points per vehicle, which is super powerful. So Recce is a, is a really good rule, as anyone who's come into contact with it on the mm-hmm. tabletop knows. And being able to apply that to all your transport vehicles makes them so much, much more more survivable it's, it's it's just about dice order you know if you can hold your dice out till the end and you can move up towards the end of your turn then when the opponent fires at you you always have that option to um uh, wreck your way to safety it's important to note that trucks field cars do not 
getting the benefit of that rule in this particular no. reinforced platoon. So that really does give you more impetus and more reason to take the FTKFZ 250. So you're going to be running smaller squads because it's a small transport, but a lot of them. Yeah, that's right. Just to finish off the selector, so the last couple um, entries we have here are 0 to 1 vehicle from Panther, Panzer IV, Jag, Panzer, Stug, um, those sorts of things, just a bunch of medium tanks. The two that I would like that I would like to point out in this list, though, are the SDK of Z 258 Stummel and the 257 Mortar Carrier. Mm-hmm. So they are variants of this 250 half-track that sit in the tank slot, and they're always handy to have. So they're both open-topped, but the Stummel has got the light howitzer on top, and the mortar carrier's obviously got a medium mortar in it, so it just you know gives you a bit more variation there. So lots of half lots of half track options. Yeah. Now we have already talked about the reconnaissance platoon rule that adds to that. Now it is important to note that all infantry must be mounted. I believe I said that before, but I want to draw an underline and make sure that everyone gets that. So you are running an entirely mechanized force when you're running this platoon. And then there is another rule called the Armored Assault Rule. Can you break this down for us? Because I think this, again, plays into that uh, mobile, hitty role um, and really gives the officers in this force a benefit that almost makes this a tank platoon, right? Yeah, so so for the Germans, this sort of really plays to their strengths as well because they've got you know um, the extra snap to fr- from their officer. So what this rule does is it um, gives officers the ability to use their human snap to action rule from inside a transport vehicle. So what that means in practice is that when you go to um, to activate your officer and use the snap to action rule, you actually measure from the vehicle that the officer is in, and you can snap to any units um, within that that radius of the officer's transport vehicle. And then that obviously also works on units that are inside the vehicle that the officer's in. So you can potentially, you know, if you've got um, an officer in a in a truck with a squad, you can snap to the truck and the squad, and then you've got, you know, a bundle of three units moving up, dismounting, you know, um, sort of doing whatever on the table. So it really sort of makes the list play that much differently and gives, you know, it sort of opens opens the list up to to very sort of tactical tactical playing where you can use your officer to, to great effect with these transports. Yeah, and just the combination of that rule and the mounted dismount Panzer Grenadier rule combined with all of the vehicle options and the additional recce that you can give to these vehicles, they really do reward you to play this army in a way that matches the, historically what was happening on the battlefield with these guys, right? So these these Alfklarungs Abteilung, which means Armored Reconnaissance Battalion, they were sort of made up of these 250 half tracks. So you can see how this list is really pushing you to just take a whole bunch of 250s mm-hmm. and have more running around the table. And it just makes for a really themey list. And now I can see why you have been painting 10 of these. <laughs> yes, you do need a lot of half tracks. <laughs> now, clearly, though this selector gives you some good reasons to take the 250, you can take a 250 in just a regular German army. And we will be talking about those options as well, but maybe we should lean into what is the 250. So can you walk us through the basic vehicle profile? Sure. 250 half-track is a light-armored Armour 7 German half-track, so Mm -hmm. open-topped. It has the ability to transport five men, 
Uh, it can tow a uh, light howitzer, light or medium anti-tank gun, or a light anti-aircraft gun, so it's got some small towing capacity. Mm -hmm. um, it's obviously half-tracked, which gives it the ability to traverse rough terrain and to move over obstacles, mm -hmm. um, but obviously limits its movement to a 9-inch advance instead of a 12 that a wheeled vehicle would have. Mm -hmm. And it comes with a, with a pintle-mounted MMG covering the forward arc, and all that you get for regular for 75 points. And it's got one option you can take, which is to add an additional pintle-mounted MMG to the rear arc for plus 15 points. But to be honest, I don't think I've ever taken that because it's not you. You don't normally have the back have your the back of your half track facing the enemy. Right. Um, but not it's always with this there force, as an right? option. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So why would you take this over, say, the more prevalent Hanomag, the thing that we've seen far more models of uh, for bolt action? Well, so there's a few reasons. The most obvious one is is that it, it just costs less, right? So it's 75 points, whereas the 251 slash 1 Hanno Mag is 89 points. Right. Got less transport capacity. So for those points, you're obviously you know paying for um, to transport less men. But mm -hmm. the 251 slash 1 Hanno Mag has a transport capacity of 12, which is quite a lot. And I find, in my experience anyway, I'm very rarely using up all 12 slots in that in that yeah. Hanu mag, and it, and if you are, you've got you know two or three units in it, and then it just becomes a bit of a you know um, all your eggs in one basket sort of situation. And it is um, a smaller vehicle, right? I know that, for example, the Hetzer is one of my favorite German vehicles to put on the tabletop, uh, and not necessarily because of the profile, but because of the size of the actual model, because it is so low slung, and because it is a smaller vehicle it is easier to get it into positions where you are getting cover, which makes it obviously harder for your opponent to hit you. And that can be huge in a game of bolt action when people are have a few you know, strong anti-tank assets and they're pointing them at you. Now in your list, you're running several of these. So having the ability to get them where you need them to go and to maybe get some cover along the way to make them harder to hit would be crucial. Am I over-exaggerating the smaller profile of this vehicle? I find, you know, often, like, with these lists especially, like, because you're taking multiple transports, often, you know, um, especially on, on, like, a city fight board or something, there's, you know, like, narrow streets, and there ends up being these, these sort of choke points, you know, around the board. So, in addition to being smaller, you know, meaning you can take advantage of cover more, um, more easily... Mm -hmm. You're also able to move your vehicle um, around corners and, you know, move it next to your troops and, like, maneuver around all of your other units on the board in a way where you can you can better take advantage of that um, front pintle-mounted MMG, for example. Yeah. And because it is a smaller profile, it's also more maneuverable. Yeah. So you can turn around easier. You can fit in, in you know, in those streets and, and around units, and it's just a lot easier to sort of move around the board. Yeah. Now, in the past, I, I mentioned that I have played a lot of very mobile Germans as well, although when I played them, it was a, a force themed around uh, the Africa Corps, and I ran a force that relied very heavily on Horch field cars. And so I had four to five units in my army riding around in Horches. And because so much of my army depended on getting somewhere quickly. The Horch is, of course, a wheeled vehicle, so it is faster, but it is also a soft skin vehicle, so it's not nearly as durable. And so I often really got into the habit of playing sort of the refused flank, where I would put a few vehicles sort of in the middle of the board, hidden, and then I would come in from one side, 
I would not give my opponent the chance to figure out where I was going to go, and then I would pick a part of their army, and I would sort of pounce on it with everything at once, destroy it, and then try and leverage that to apply pressure and roll my opponent off the table from the direction that I was going from, and then the rest of my units would come in and support that. It was a very high-risk, high-reward strategy, but it was also kind of stressful because if things didn't work out, if they were able to get some pins on me coming in, it meant that my units inside were stranded and or my vehicles would just be blown up because soft skins. The yeah. list that you're running sounds very different from the way I ran it. What is your experience with this? Yeah, so I've sort of found, so, you know, I've, I've been using this list for a while and I've used different combinations of, you know, trucks plus half tracks and just half tracks and just trucks. And I've found... Um, Especially taking into account the special rules that Panzer Grenadiers have and the ability to um, uh, to give recce to your half tracks for plus mm -hmm. ten points means that you can sort of take your time dismounting from the transports. And mm -hmm. obviously, you know they've they've got that armor seven, so they're not as afraid of small arms. Although they can obviously uh, still put pins on you, mm -hmm. but it just means that that you can like I've found that what I've had to do when using this list is, is to sort of, you know, pick my time when I'm going to dismount. So not, not necessarily, you know, run up and just dismount straight away and just, and just, you know, get out of the half track, but actually use the armor of the half track to get my troops to where they need to be, whether that takes, you know, two or three turns and then they can dismount. And then normally, uh, you know, I would, I would have a squad of like five vets in there with, with some SMGs, which obviously only have a 12 inch range. So you need to get, you know, up close and personal mm -hmm. And then obviously, you know, um, you can then support them with, with the MMG on the on the half track. So it just means that your transport is is a lot more survivable. So it's not it's not just it's not just a vehicle to to get you as far forward as you can and then just dismount. It's something that that you can actually drive around the board a bit in first and you can actually maneuver more closely into position and get closer to the enemy before you guys jump out and start doing their thing. Yeah, it sounds like you definitely have more control using a list like this. Yeah. Um, you're able to, it's less risky, I think is what I'm trying to say. And it sounds like you're able to do more tactical things. Now, I know that you've also run other types of German armies. Uh, I know you have a lot of German vehicles. What do you see the role of the 250 in a regular German army, maybe outside of the armored platoon? Yes. Yeah, so obviously you're not going to have the recce rule and you can still take Panzer Grenadiers, obviously. So I would always recommend taking a Panzer Grenadier with his transport mm -hmm. if you have the points to spare, because normally, you know, it uh, it's only plus one point. So exactly right. Um, it only fits fits five guys. So plus five points to um to give your squad the ability to reroll failed order tests is very useful. And yeah, so you always want to be putting vets in these half tracks pretty much because you're only fitting five men in there when they got get shot at, which they will after they dismount, and they may take pins on the way up as well. You want to give yourself the best chance possible to your guys to survive and to pass water tests. So, yeah, I, I always go with the vets no matter what. So I normally arm them with SMGs and maybe one or two Panzerfaust, mm -hmm. and that sort of just makes them makes them sort of um, gives them gives them the ability to take on vehicles and, and infantry. Um, so it sort of makes them everything in one. Um, and, and so just when I jump out of the transport, I'll normally try and get as close as I can to, you know, to an enemy tank or an enemy transport, an enemy squad, and then try and fire off the Panzerfaust and the SMGs at, at the same time. And then, you know, right out of the gate, you've, you're sort of really packing a punch and you can do a lot of damage. 
That's right, because with the submachine guns, clearly you get two shots per man, so you're getting to dish out some firepower. It gives you tough fighter in case someone decides to assault you back, or if you can assault them the following turn. And because the Panzerfaust have the split fire rule, you're able to fire the Panzerfaust at one thing. Meanwhile, you can fire the submachine guns at something else, right? Yeah, so it's it's actually quite surprising how many close quarters assaults I've won using a five man squad. You know, being vets, you know, give them three or four SMGs, and they can, short of maybe like um, Japanese fanatics mm-hmm. or, or or some kind of veteran airborne list, they they can take on most any other unit and sort of hold their own pretty well, even though they're only five men. Now the two fifty we have been talking about throughout this podcast, largely has been the SDKFZ 250-1, which is the base kit that the new Plastic Warlord box makes. However, that isn't the only model that that kit builds. There's alternate models and parts in that box that allow you to make the 250-9, the 250-11, and and there's additional crew figures that have separate heads, so you can run them as sort of regular weather Germans or winter uniforms, which is awesome. But let's talk about the SDKFZ 250-9 and 11. The 9 is the fully enclosed reconnaissance variant that has, that we talked about earlier, that has the autocannon. And I am a big fan of this particular vehicle. Uh, Michael, you've clearly run it. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so so it's got a light autocannon turret, closed top, coax MMG for 90 points for the Panzer Reconnaissance Reinforced mm-hmm. Platoon list. It's pretty much a must-take. So it's really good at killing regular infantry. So you've got so the light autocannon obviously has two shots HE at plus one pen, or um, AP it's plus two. Um, and you know while that's not going to take out a tank most of the time, and you know anything that's that's a bit more sort of squishy, like a like a regular infantry squad mm-hmm. or an armor seven transport or an or an armor six vehicle for that matter. You know, it's pretty reliable, yeah, to take out those units. Now again, I talked about how much I love the SDKFZ triple two, which is the wheeled version of the armored car that has the autocannon with the coax machine gun. It just occurred to me that the two fifty slash nine is actually five points cheaper than my favorite armored car and it is closed top oh i guess it is not closed top it is open topped but it is five points cheaper and i guess that's because it is a half track now we did mention the half tracks are slower before but they get more turns than uh regular tracked vehicles so yeah you get them almost the maneuverability of a truck although it's slowed down to be like a tracked vehicle, but you get the versatility being able to move through terrain like a tracked vehicle. Uh, it's just a really interesting profile, and I feel like I just haven't played enough half-tracks. Yeah, um, so so the um, I think you said before the 259 is open-topped. It is actually closed-topped, which is very confusing because it's got the same turret, the exact same turret that's on the triple two, which is open-topped, mm. and, and the 251 slash 23 is the exact same thing just right. in a in a two five one half track body and that's open topped as well. But this half track for whatever reason is closed topped. Um, mm. So rules wise just makes it, you know, that much better obviously. And one thing I found with half tracks versus wheeled vehicles is 
I will almost always go for the half track variant of something if I can rather than the wheeled vehicle equivalent because I find having the ability to to traverse rough ground and to go over obstacles is always so critical. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas we, wheeled vehicles, you're really sort of limited, you know, depending on the layout of the board. Mm-hmm. If, there's, if there's a lot of roads, wheeled vehicles are great, but half tracks... I find are just so much more more versatile in the different kinds of terrain they can drive over, um, and I think it just makes them so much more more useful. Even though you've got that three inches less of movement, and as you said, you've obviously got two turns as well, so um, so you don't have that penalty of the track of um, of a of a full tracked um, uh, vehicle being one turn on an advance and no turns on a run. Yeah, exactly right. Well, let's talk about the other variant that this box makes, which is the SDKFZ 250-11, which is the Platoon Commander version, where you take the forward machine gun and you replace it with the Panzerbusch 41, which is almost like a light AT gun that is way better at close range and not so good at long range. The 250-11 is the same entry as the 250-10, and it's just a light AT gun. But the Panzer, what what the Panzer Booster variant lets you have is at um, so it's got the squeeze bore special rule. So at ranges of up to 12 inches, its base armor penetration is increased to a total of plus six. So you get an extra two on your armor penetration. That's huge. And then when you're over half range, so I believe the range on a light AT gun is what 48 inches. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're over 24 inches, your penetration is reduced by two instead um, to a total of plus two. So if you can get sort of, you know, within that 12 to 24 inch range, you've, you've got a pretty good uh, AT asset there. Now, when I've used this vehicle, and I have used this vehicle on the tabletop, I use it as a command vehicle in an armored platoon because it has the command vehicle rule allowing you to use it as your leader in an armored platoon. And I found it to be super handy. Again, because it is small, because it is mobile, uh, and because it has that Panzerbusch, and I'm sure I'm saying it wrong, it is really effective to zip around on the, the fringes alongside your force. So you're still getting your command bonus, but also to be able to get up close and get into the side of an armored vehicle and make a mess of it. And people often ignore it, A, because it's small, B, because even if you are firing a lot at a distance and it's only a plus two pen, people aren't necessarily taking it seriously. And then all of a sudden, plus six within 12, especially if you can get it into the side of someone's armor, that's plus seven. You're going to be making a mess of that tank. Yeah, so so you effectively turn your light AT gun into a heavy AT gun when mm-hmm. you get up close. And the other thing to keep in mind is that all these armored car variants have the recce special rule. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that always you know just gives you that extra element of um, uh, survivability when you when when you're getting shot at. Now, Michael, you again have built a themed force around this, and you won best theme with, at Easter Front. And I know you've run this several other times. Talk to us a little bit about the specific theme of your army because you don't randomly take these vehicles and say oh yeah it's an armor platoon and move on you actually have a particular unit in mind a date a battle you know what's going on so you have taken the best of two worlds of being really effective on the tabletop with an army and being historically themed and having a really cool well-painted army on top of that Um, Talk to us about how that process has worked out for you, because 
Uh, I know you put a lot of work into this project, and you should be very proud of it, man. Oh, thanks. Yeah, um, I've taken this sort of theatre selector, the Pan's Reconnaissance Platoon, I've taken it to a couple tournaments in the last 12 months, and, you know, the other times I've taken it, I just sort of was, you know, trying to learn how to, like, how, how to use the list and, and how to make an effective force with it. Mm -hmm. But I, I decided, you know, for Conquest 2022, I thought I'd try and, you know, marry those those two things being, you know, theme and a, a sort of relatively competitive list. And what I sort of landed on is I really wanted to take, um, so I recently got the uh, uh, Panzer II Lukes, mm -hmm. the um, uh, resin model from Warlord. Um, and I really wanted to sort of make a list based around that tank. So I did a bit of research and found that, uh, so the Panzer II Ausfuggung L Lukes uh, was actually only, only about 100 were made. Mm -hmm. um, and they were only actually issued to two Panzer divisions throughout the war, that being the 4th on the Eastern Front and the 9th, which fought uh, after D-Day on the mm -hmm. Western Front. So I thought, hey, that, that sounds like a really good excuse to take a bunch of half-tracks and this Panzer II. So yeah, so I've, I essentially based my list around the 9th Panzer Division, Alpha Klarung's Abteilung. And I found, you know, I was doing a bit of research and there's some, some sort of interesting sort of um, elements uh, to this reconnaissance battalion that made for some cool theming, um, being that, you know, the, the 9th Panzer Division in Normandy was the only division at that time, at that part of the war, that 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 used uh, a unique four-digit tactical um, ID method for their mm. uh, for their vehicles, where the first digit uh, was used to actually denote the subunit of the division. So, um, so I think there's a captured Panzer II, I believe, at the Bovington Tank Museum, and it's and it's got four numbers on it. So the first number is the number four, um, and that four actually refers to the to the Alpha Klarung's Abteilung of the 9th Panzer Division. So I was able to sort of theme my list by incorporating that little bit of trivia about the 9th Panzer Division and, yeah, just made for a really nice themed list. To be able to tie it to something so tangible, especially since one of those still exists, and as you say, you're able to see pictures of it at Bovington. Yeah, yeah, so um, so I was able to get well, what I thought was a relatively accurate paint scheme and get the numbering and, and, the, um, and, the, and the unit markings all right and everything like that. Well... Guys, I do want to reiterate that Warlord has just come out with this plastic kit. And what makes it really exciting, not only is that there's a lots of options in the box, but because it's plastic, it's actually pretty darn cheap too, which I'm really excited about. But it's the SDKFZ250 Alt Half Track. And that's A-L-T-E. And of course, it's got the options for the 1, which is the transport, the 9, and the 11 variants, which we talked about being the recce and the command variants. But if you are looking for the new version, which I mentioned before, which is N-E-U, uh, which is the German version, um, not the alt, which is the old, later in the war, they weren't able to continue to make this half-track the same way because of production issues and it just took too long. So they simplified the design by getting rid of some of the angles, changing the vision slits, as I talked about before, uh, and limiting the number of armor plates that went into it. It still had the same amount of armor. They just fused a bunch of the plates, which made repairing it harder, but manufacturing it easier, if that makes sense. If you really want the new version of the half-track, Warlord makes that too, in resin. So if you do want to run this half-track, and if you want to run it in depth, you can actually mix the old and the new together, and it would really give you while you're still running the same quote-unquote half-track, they do look different, and it would give you some really cool variability uh, to your force when you're putting on the tabletop. Just food for thought. 
mainly because I'm thinking about <laughs> buying a whole bunch after recording this episode. But thank you very much for listening to this. It is a slight departure from what we normally do on the Warlord Games podcast, but we've had a lot of requests to talk about bolt action content on the Warlord cast, and I thought this would be a really fun way to talk about a new release that Warlord has put out that really does allow you to do some really cool different things on the tabletop. Uh, If you like this episode or you'd like to hear more like it, please go to the Cast Dice Facebook page, Cast Dice being the podcast network that this particular podcast is under the umbrella of. Uh, If you mess with the page, my name is Brad. Hi, I'm guaranteed to respond to your reply. And we do take requests for this show very seriously, and we try and incorporate all of them into future episodes. Thank you for those people who said they wanted to hear some bolt action content on the show, uh, because I love talking about bolt action. But guys, if I'm going to thank anyone right this second, it's got to be Michael. Michael, thank you so much for both coming down to the Conquest Easter Front event And for coming on the show today, man, because it is so good to talk to someone who has so much experience, both using a force that uses these half tracks and just uses them in general. As you said, you have 10 of them. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm looking forward to coming down for Operation Bear whenever that is later this year. Um, And I think I've played this list enough, so I'm going to retire the half tracks for now and I'll I'll try and think up something new to uh, to put on the tabletop next time. Ooh, it might be time to uh, get some of the new plastic half tracks and add that to the existing 10. You might start throwing things at me in a minute, but yes. I look forward to seeing what you come up with next because your your lists are always interesting, always different, and they always are just look fantastic on the tabletop. Thank you very Thanks, much man. for coming, man. No worries. And thank you very much for listening to the Warlord Games official podcast. We do have lots of other great episodes coming your way soon, and we will be discussing other game systems. Thank you very much for listening again. Have a good night. Stay safe out there. <laughs>